This is the Christian Fix Podcast with the Reverend Michael Thompson. Listen and be blessed. church. Good morning, church. Today, it is a wonderful privilege to be with you again on Second Sunday. And I'm also tight, um, sad, pardon me, with the task of preaching the word of God to you this morning. And the Lord has laid on my heart this morning to preach to you an interesting sermon. And the title for this sermon this morning is Wilderness Mentality. Wilderness Mentality. And I will preach from the text Numbers 14 verses 1 to 12. Let us pray. Most righteous Heavenly Father, Almighty God, we thank you again for this morning, the day that you have created and given unto us. Help us Today, to rejoice and be glad in it. And today, as a man's servant, as I preach, and your word go forth, that it will not come back to you void. And Lord, that it will pierce the hearts of those who are listening near and afar. Take over right now, as a man's servant, Lord, I pray for fresh anointing. I pray for empowerment to your Holy Spirit that I will preach, thus say the Lord, without fear and without favor. Thank you again for everything, Lord. In Jesus' name, we ask and pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Wilderness mentality. And the main idea from this text Numbers 14, verses 1 to 12 is, trust God through all your challenges. Trust God through all your challenges. And before I preach to you this morning, customarily, I like to to a historical context of this text. And this morning, the context is God took the Israelites out of bondage from Egypt and promises to take them to 
a land full of milk and honey. The journey to the land should have taken 11 days. Instead, it took 40 years because of rebellion and unbelief. The next context is this. God took them through the wilderness so the journey was challenging. The Israelites developed doubt and unbelief during this journey to the promised land. And the final context that I'll preach to you from is because of their rebellion and unbelief, Many of them did not make it to the promised land. So this is the context that I will preach to you from this morning, from this text. And I have here prepared for you a whole nine. But before I begin preaching, this term, wilderness mentality, I want to break it down to you that you understand what I am talking about this morning today. Wilderness. Wilderness is a dry Harried piece of land. A piece of land that is undeveloped. Uncultivated. Nothing is on that land. And mentality is simple. A mindset. So let us look at the outline I have for you this morning. One, rebellion against God. And I just want to read back some of this passage that was read by Deacon Burnett this morning that I can paint this picture to you what was happening at that time between God, the leader of God, which is Moses, and the Israelites. The leader from God, I should say, pardon me. It says here, that night, all the members of the community raised their voices and wept aloud. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron. And the whole assembly said to them, and I want you to listen to this, if, we all, if only we had died in Egypt or in this wilderness, why is the Lord bringing us to this land only to let us fall by the sword? Our wives and children will be taken as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to each other, we should choose a leader to go back to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell face down in front of the whole Israelite assembly gathered there. Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jehumne, who were among those who had explored the land, tore their clothes and said to the entire Israelite assembly, the land we pass through and explore is exceedingly good. If 
the Lord is pleased with us. He will lead us into that land. A land flowing with milk and honey. And will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord. And do not be afraid of the people of the land. Because we will, we will devour them. Your, their, their protection is gone. But the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. But the whole assembly talk about stoning them. Then the glory of the Lord appeared at the tent of meeting to all the Israelites. The Lord said to Moses, How long will those people treat me with contempt? How long will they refuse to believe in me? In spite of all the signs I have performed among them. I will strike them down with plague and destroy them. But I will make you into a nation greater and stronger than they. So I read from verse 1 to 12. That is the picture, my friends. So today... As I preach and I go further, I want to say to you, all the people of the community raised their voice and wept against God, what God was doing, and the leaders that God had provided for them. Moses and Aaron on the journey. All of Israel were weeping about the circumstances my friends, mourning, the Israelites were mourning. They wished they had been dead in Egypt. They wished they had died in Egypt. So here, my friends, God take them out of Egypt with signs and wonders. Part in the Red Sea brought them over and then destroy Pharaoh and his soldiers to protect them and hear the people because they buck up and challenges decide to rebel against God because in some instances they might can't find water instantly but God provide water for them because when they met upon water and it was dirty and poisonous, God said to Moses, pick a piece of branch and throw it into the water and the water becomes safe and sweet to drink. When they had no food, God provided manna for them, drop manna from sky and said, take only for the day. Don't. Keep any for tomorrow because I want you to trust me. I want you to rely upon me. I want you to depend upon me. But the Israelites were not trustworthy. They didn't want to trust God. So they looked back to the past. Can you imagine, Deacon? They are looking 
back to a pass of slavery, bandage. They were in bandage. My friends, and freedom has challenges. Show me a man who is free that never have challenges in his life or a woman. But despite of the great signs and wonders, they murmured against God and his leadership. Amen, church? They went on and they said, we want to select a new leader. Give us a new leader so we can return to Egypt. How can you be wanting to go back to a place that you were in slavery? But this was the mentality of the Israelites. And I call it wilderness mentality. My friends, they were what? fearless. They were ready to reject God and his leader. And I'm saying to you, is that only the Israelites alone stay so no? You have many people who stay so right now. Even in the church. If somebody pray to God and God not come through right away for them, then start trust God. Or if God begin to test them so that they will come through these challenges, they will begin to reject God and stop trusting God and say God has deserted them. God didn't desert the Israelites. He was a pillar of what? Cloud and fire by day and night with them. He never left them. He protected them. He fed them. Hallelujah, church. Moses, Aaron, Joshua, Caleb, plead to them. Joshua and Caleb get up and tore their clothes and said, No. They were on the streets. No. We have explored the land. And the land is good. God will put that land into our hands and do it and inhabitants. God will put that land in our hands if we just trust him. Joshua even warned them and kill him. Don't rebel against God. Don't rebel against God. So Joshua and Caleb and Moses and, and Moses and Aaron, they were under great stress. Oh my God. Hallelujah. Joshua said the Lord will what? deliver them in our hands. So trust God. But incidentally, what the Israelites did, there was a talk of stoning them. They rejected the leaders that God put to lead them and they were rejecting the plan of God. They are the one who cried out to God and said, whose God is this who don't see the plight of the Hebrews? But God came to them, my friend, and they rejected God.
And in the text it said God was what? God was angry. He appeared to them at the tent of the meeting lamenting the things he had done for them. And how they were ungrateful. The text said God said I will destroy them. And then what? Make them into our greater nation. And that is what that God did. Because the first set of Israelites, otherwise from Joshua and Caleb, did not make it to the promised land. This is their children and their grandchildren that make it to the promised land. I said in my, in my um, historical context that what? The journey, the trip was 11 days. Because of their rebellion and unbelief, it took them 40 years to reach the promised land. Hallelujah, my friends. So be careful of your mindset. If you have this wilderness mentality, ungratefulness, rebellion against the things of God, you, 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 your promises, the promises of God to you can't take forever. It can be delayed because of your, your attitude. So you have to get rid of this wilderness mentality. This mindset, it is not right, mature friend. It is not right, Bella's gift. We must get rid of the, men the, the mentality of wilderness mentality. Let us look at wilderness mentality here. What it is really his, my friends. This mindset. One is a lack of faith in God. Two, impatience. Complaining. Some of us have a complaining spirit. Murmuring. We murmur about everything. In church, at home, everywhere. Fault finding. Everything somebody doing at church and pastor doing at church will find. Fault. Everything my brothers and sisters does, we find fault. And believe. The Israelites never believe God that is taking them to a better place. And sometimes to move from a better place, move from one place to a better place, there will be challenges too on the way. But you can overcome if you trust God. Lack of confidence, ungratefulness. I don't like this one. People have done so much for you. God have done so much for you. And sister answered, did they not count them blessings? One little time, they don't get it the same time, they don't ask for it. They become ungrateful. We can't tell you, as a pastor, I've experienced those things that I know you inside of here have bucked on people like that who are ungrateful. You do so much things for them. And one day, you can't come true. You are the worst thing ever. My friends, that was the attitude of the Israelites. They were disobedient. They were rebellious. 
And they had a low self-esteem. So in a nutshell, that is wilderness mentality. And it is still here on earth. It is in our churches. It is in our communities. It is in our homes. People like this who operate under the premise of the wilderness mentality. Which is against the grain of God, my, my friends. Today, as I continue, let us look at the effects and the implications of wilderness mentality. It makes God hungry. The scripture said God appears at the tent of meeting and he was hungry. And he said that he will destroy them. Which he did in the long run. And hand it over to a new set of people for entering into the promised land. It slowed down your spiritual growth. When you grumble, murmur, fall finding name them. And belief, impatient, lack of faith, it slowed down your spiritual growth. Talk to me no man. The woman or the man in our church will love say, 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 say. I love jumping all kind of thing and find every fault. They are the one least to go. So it slowed down our spiritual growth. It produces our, our mindset of unbelief. If you continue to harbor these things in your mind, you will have a mind of unbelief. Hmm? Hmm, my friends, it is our weapon used by the devil. Is Satan using this weapon of wilderness mentality? He was using it on the Israelites, and he still uses it on some of our church members, our community members, and our families, and our co-workers. Amen, church. The devil is at work. It brings what? Disunity amongst the people. Talk to me, no man. When you have a little person like that in the church, and they've created, they create all kind of fault finding, all kind of murmuring and complaining, it brings what? Disunity in the church. It brings disunity in your homes, at the workplace, in the community. Amen, church. And it was cultivate what? Mediocrity. When you have time for do all of these things, you don't get nothing done. All your work will reflect a poor level. It's just like if you had school and someone in your class will find time for do all of this. Their work will be at a mediocrity level. It will be a lower production. Because they find time to do what? Non-productive stuff. Wilderness mentality is non-productive, my friends. It doesn't move you from point A 
to point B or if you're going to move from point A to point B it will be so slow it will take so much time that's why the Israelites moved from 11 days to 40 years because of the wilderness mentality hmm. the next outline I want to look at this morning is ways to avoid the wilderness mentality. And I want you to listen to me carefully, my brothers and sisters inside Ebenezer this morning because I want you to learn and what? Avoid wilderness mentality. Accept the trustworthiness of God. That's the first thing you must do. Accept that God is just worthy sisters. Deacon Burnett and Brother Levine accept that God is just worthy. Brother Harris, Brother Harris on the bottom there, my sister that comes in, accept that, accept the trustworthiness of God. God is just worthy. Stick to the plan of God. He said to Joshua in the book of Joshua, don't look to the left, don't look to the right. Just keep on sticking to the plan. Meditate on my word day and night. <laughs> Be contented with the work of God. Some of we contentment, but now in a way. Paul in his writing teaches us to what? Be contented. Some of we gravelicious and craven. We want everything from God. We don't give nobody else no chance. So when God bless us with his mercy and his grace, we're still not satisfied. We are not contented. Hmm? Hear this one. Reaffirm the character of God. And I'm talking about the record of God. They can look at the record of God. What God has done for you. We sing the song. When I think of the goodness of God. And what he has done for me. My soul cry out. Hallelujah. So look at the record of God. What God has done for you over the years. Some of us have been blessed with long life. We have outlived so many people. And yet, we are not contented. We are miserable. And we are cursing God. And we are ungrateful. We have and we have developed the wilderness mentality over the years. Do not listen to unbelieving people. I urge you today, my brothers and sisters, when you see unbelieving people, run from them. Run away. You don't want them to contaminate your minds. Run away from them, my friends. Hmm. The liberation and the promises of God does not come with a pathway without challenges. Trust God in spite of. Trust God in spite of. It is not easy going to the end, 
but trust God in spite of. And I want to say to you here, unlike the politician where we know, who what? Over promises. And they have a limitation. They come every time during election time and other time and they fool up the people and over promise them things. And they have limitation. They promise us things that them can't deliver. Not so with God. God deliver on his promises. So trust God in spite of. Mm -hmm. Life's journey with God. Sometimes bring what? Struggles. Disappointment. Disillusionment. And doubt getting in the way. But I say to you, exercise absolute trustworthiness. Depend on God. And what? God will enable us. So I'm not telling you when you become Christian. That you won't have challenges. That you won't have struggles. Disappointment and disillusionment and even doubt. I want to apologize for how sometimes evangelists, some evangelists and some pastors peer the preacher that from you get saved and you have Jesus Christ, you won't have any struggles and challenges. It is not so. Challenges will be there even more than ever, my friends. But if you trust God, God will enable you and he will take you through. He will see you through. He will deliver you. That is what he did with the Israelites and they couldn't see it. So don't be blinded, my friends, as I preach to you from the pulpit today. Despite our struggles, and challenges. Trust God. My friends. God will not let you down. He is capable. He has the capacity to do. What needs to be done. He will fulfill his promises. God cannot say what. Contradict. He cannot self-contradict. God is who he is. He's a promise keeper. He's a deliverer. He's a liberator. He's an enabler. He's a provider. Jehovah what? Jireh. He's a healer. Jehovah Rapha. So he's a promise keeper, my friends. Hear this now, I want you to listen to this carefully. Not trusting God, we can rob ourselves of the fulfillment or share into his promises. So deacon, when you not trust God, you're robbing yourself of the blessings, of the promises that God had promises us, my friends. Hallelujah. Amen. My friends, God continued to fulfill his promises. What? 
day by day, minute by minute, hour by hour, second by second, God is fulfilling his promises. Hmm? God fulfills God's promises. God achieves God's mission. A life of pilgrimage with God is the fulfillment of the new creation. My friends, stop. When you stop trusting God, listen to this again. When you stop trusting God, you create what? Idols. I wonder if you ever consider and look at it yet, Brother Levine. When you stop trusting God and begin to trust something else, you are creating idols. Because if you trust something otherwise than God, it becomes an idol. Hmm? Such as friend. Someone will trust a friend more than God. We trust a job more than God. We trust the education more than God. We trust the money more than God. Some of us, even when our work, we rely on remittance and we trust that more than God. We trust politicians more than God. We trust the warrior man more than God. Because some of us believe that the warrior man have the answer. Say God now have the answer, the Obia man have the answer. And we wake up early in the morning from 2 o'clock and gone up on the hills to the Obia man. Instead of we go up on we knee at 2 o'clock and pray to God so that God will deliver us because God is the answer. Jesus is the answer, not the Obia man. Some of us trust the latter man more than God. I was so upset I was watching the Olympic. You see, that Saturday morning and Friday morning when the, the women, four by one, was running. And to my dismay, it was year 30, and it was year 30, and that was the time when Lotto come in the morning. And instead of them give you a full screen, them give you a split screen, the Lotto had run. At the same time, and the girl them around the race and win the gold medal for Jamaica. So Lato has become some of us God in Jamaica because of money. But I must tell them, I want true and living God. I know, and he's the creator of heaven and this earth, and he's the Christian God. And we must come to some understanding that we trust nothing else but God. Mm -hmm. Amen. We will trust ourselves more than God. Hear this deacon the world teaches us when you are going to school or when you're in the workplace. Positive thinking. Positive thinking. I'm not telling you saying everything positive. But when you put yourself in front of God, you be positive and take your prayer to God. Take your problems to God and be positive about it. That God will deliver you based on the track record of God. But no man, no man fool you about think positive and go there because you can move mountain. How God move mountain and a man move mountain. 
Hallelujah, my friend. Egypt, despite they had the Israelites into slavery, they became an idol in the wilderness because the Israelites said, make we go back. They start romanticize even the slavery that they have undergone. Make we go back. It will be better. Despite you might have water every time where they were, they were still in slavery. It's like many of us. Our situation is next to slavery, our slavery, but because we get few little privilege, we are still in slavery. It's like the whole slave and the field slave. The one in the house think they were not in slavery, only the one in the fields. But they were all slave, house and field slave to the Dakar master. Hallelujah. My friends, we replace God Deacon Burton. Many of us in our life's journey, throughout the journey, we have replaced God. And you cannot do that. You are only destroying yourself. You are only setting up yourself to fail. So we cannot replace God in our lives. As I said before, freedom comes with challenges. None of our suffering can compare with the glory of God to be revealed to us. So no matter what suffering you go through, when God revealed him glory to us, no suffering can be compared to that because his glory will bring us, his glory will bring us liberation, comfort. Hallelujah. Amen. I ask the question today, right now. You are on a journey. Who you trust? Is it the idols that you have made up in your life? Is it Satan? Or is it God? Who you trust? I ask that question today. Where does your trust lies? Is it with God? Are the idols? Or is it with Satan? So I leave you to ponder on this question this morning. Where you trust now? Who you depend upon? My friends. So let us now apply this text this morning, my friends. This text of Numbers 14, verses 1 to 12. As a writer wrote. When we look at our situation today, my first application is remove and believe and trust God. That is what you must do. So if you are caught, if you are sitting here or you are listening from afar, or you are caught with the wilderness mentality, Remove it. Remove and, and believe and trust God. 
Two, believe in the promises of God. God is a promise keeper, my friend, to the end. Three, don't replace God for idols. You will only destroy yourself. Idolatry is the biggest and the greatest sin amongst them all. Idolatry is the mother of all sin. God not like idols. <laughs> Hallelujah. Match the record of God with revelation. Look what God has done for you. Check the record of God. And you will see and you will begin to count your blessings. Through the mercy and the grace of God. Hallelujah, my friends. Trust God despite half. No matter how grim the situation look. No matter how desperate the situation look. God will come true. He's a deliverer. He's a liberator. He did deliver the Israelites. But because of the wrong attitude. The wilderness mentality. Many of them miss their blessings. Avoid unbelieving people. I said it already. I mean, I say it again. If you're in a church and you have a church brother and sister and them unbelieving, avoid them. Now, I tell you, if you them and deal with them, I certainly will, you know. But avoid them. Final application. Ask God to deliver us from wilderness mentality. Pray. Pray. Pray and ask God to deliver us from wilderness mentality, my friends. And in closing this morning, as I close this sermon, God took the Israelite from Egypt, from out of Egypt, or out of bondage. Then they became what? An unbelieving nation, instead of they believe. Today I urge you, church, not to do the same. We are a called out and set apart people by God, church. So if you have a wilderness mentality, drop them today and make the promises of God top priority, my friends. God promise is sure. Let me say it again. God promise is sure. It's not like the politicians. There is no need for unbelief. There is no need for unbelief when it comes to the promises of God. We have work to do, my friends. God is bigger than our circumstances. Remove unbelief. And Christ will take you to a higher level. When you remove unbelief, 
Christ will take you to a higher level. Remember, you are what? Chosen by God. Adopted by God. Accepted by God. And redeemed by God. Paul wrote in Ephesians. So today, I urge you to remove wilderness mentality. Throw it into the sea of forgetfulness. Remember it no more. Practice it no more. And come into the fullness of enjoying the promises and the blessings of God. I thank you for listening to the word of God this morning. Amen and amen. He will be my God. Hold me closely to his side. With love and strength for each new day. He will make a way. Of just listening to the Christian Fix podcast with the Reverend Michael Thompson. Join us next week for another episode.